And now, coming to you from the gleaming spires of Chicago, broadcasting throughout the multiverse, the Nine Realms, Niflheim, Svartalfheim, Olympus, Nidaveller, basically anywhere that has the internet, really, we proudly present Radio Free Asgard. And hello, everybody. Welcome to Radio Free Asgard. This is episode number 247 of the Only Thor podcast, hosted by a true descendant of Odin. My name is Tom Harris, and I'm your host. Welcome along to the show. And with that, we don't have a lot to talk about here at the top of the show this week. Of course, we have the election coming up. Yeah, by the time you hear this, I think this is going to go out the uh, Thursday before the election. So... Yeah, yeah. Are y'all sick of the election yet? I know I certainly am. I'm just just ready for this to be over. <laughs> Anyhow, um, that's kind of consuming everything. That and Ingress. I've been playing a lot of Ingress lately, and a part of that has to do with the fact that I haven't been working for the last couple of weeks. So it just I've had some time off and and I've been getting outside in the beautiful beautiful fall weather that we've been having here in Chicago. But you know income still needs to happen. So I am out applying for jobs and interviewing and all that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, so the election coming up and, and then that'll be over with and then we can look forward to Doctor Strange because Doctor Strange is coming just a couple weeks later. So uh, looking forward to that. I really am. And I it's been a long time since I've really looked forward to a movie like this. And I really don't know why, because and, and for the most part, I've been avoiding the spoilers. Maybe that's why. Maybe maybe that's why I'm not uh, uh, jaded yet. Anyway, so uh, we do have an issue of Thor, Son of Asgard to cover. So let's move along to our review. Cross the rainbow bridge of Asgard, where the booming heavens roar. Indeed, and this week we are looking at Thor, Son of Asgard, issue number 10. Cover art is by Joe Chen. Shows Sif hanging upside down in front of a giant eyeball. It's a beautifully drawn cover, but it's kind of a weird one for this. Yeah, we've been having sort of these glamour poses over the last few issues, and so this is a a pleasant change, even if it's kind of creepy. Sif hanging upside down in front of a giant red eyeball. So, yeah, I wonder what that's supposed to be. Well, we'll find out when we get inside the issue. And the uh, cover date on this is January 2005. Cover price $2.99 or $4.25 in Canada. We open up to the splash page where we have the title of the story, Worthy, Part 1. Akira Yoshida was the writer. Greg Tochini is the penciler. Guru EFX is the colorist. VC's Randy Gentili is the letterer. Joe Chen is the cover artist. Mackenzie Cadenhead is the editor. Ralph Macchio, the consulting editor. Joe Casada is the editor-in-chief. And Dan Buckley is the publisher. 
Thor, the Prince of Asgard, is a brash and impetuous youth, never one to consider who he is or what he has. Wait, this sounds really familiar. Thor's mind is always on who he will one day be and what his future holds. He feels he lives in the shadow of his father Odin, ruler of all Asgard, and he hopes that he can escape that fate through noble deeds and valiant acts. Legend holds that whoever can lift the mighty Uruhammer Mjolnir is worthy to possess great power. However, try as he might, Thor cannot budge the hammer in the slightest, but failure has never stopped him from trying, for in his heart Thor knows that one day he will prove himself worthy. And we pick up at the Imperial Palace in Asgard, and we see people milling around, and, and uh, what looks like a person walking an otter. I mean, it's sort of dog-like, so maybe it's a dog, but it looks more like an otter, so I'm going to call it an otter, uh, like a sea otter. And uh, we see people climbing up the stairs to this courtyard. We have a few of the ugly buildings and a gnarled-looking tree halfway up the stairs. And we come upon Sif, and she is wandering through the hallways of some building or another. And there's breeze blowing in the curtains, which are red, and sunlight coming through. And she is confronted by Balder, and Balder says, Sif! I don't know how you can keep it quick and pace after today's grueling lessons. Concern for our friend pushes my limbs, Balder. For Thor, you worry about nothing. But he's been sulking for weeks, ever since Brunhilde laughed at him for not possessing an enchanted weapon of his own. They were innocent comments she made in jest. Nevertheless, they've affected him deeply. He just stays in that room staring at the hammer all day. Yes, he and Mjolnir have a few things to work out between them. Joke all you want, Balder, but this prolonged depression of his must come to an end. I'm going to drag Thor out of this trophy room, kicking and screaming if I must. I'm sure he won't put up much of a fight as all he does is sit there and... And they open the door of the, uh, the room where they're going and they look aghast at what they see. And it, it, it actually, it's kind of like what they saw in the very beginning of the series, back in issue number one. Thor is standing on the, uh, the table where Mjolnir is kept, and he's managed to lift the hammer somewhat. He's managed to lift it, you know, looks like two or three inches off the ground. Uh, he is all sweaty, and he's like, it's like, this is like a two-page spread. We'll talk about this later because there's some cool stuff in here. And then he uh, sees them, or I don't know, he just he loses the strength, and he drops the hammer, which lands with a clunk on the table. And Thor is kneeling there next to the hammer, and uh, you know, it's like all resigned, like he's failed. And uh, but uh, Sif and, and Balder realize that, that something actually significant has happened here. And uh, they're all happy, and, and they, they start running down to him, and Sif is like, Thor, you've done it! You've managed to raise Mjolnir, says Balder. And Thor, he's not as happy, he says, Mjolnir still rests on the table while my hands remain empty. I've accomplished nothing. All you've witnessed is yet another of my failures. Nonsense, Thor. Failure suggests defeat, and you have yet to give up trying to raise the mighty hammer. The fact that you were able to lift it at all is a testament to your worth. Save your words for someone who deserves them, Balder. I've heard enough. I wish to put this hammer out of sight and mind for now. 
as fate would have it, we came here with that very thought, says Sif, and they, they help him down off the table, and Thor is kind of sheepish about this, and he says, well then, if fate would have it, I must certainly, and then he gets an idea, kind of pauses uh, in his tracks, and he says, fate, the fates, that's it, and Thor gets up, and he goes running out, and he, he just runs out the door. He runs down the hallway with the blowing curtains. And he's running across the courtyard and is just going elsewhere. We, as we find out, he's going to the stables. What do you suppose he's gotten into his head this time, says Balder. I don't even want to know, says Sif. And we follow Thor to the stables. And there's a bunch of horses in there. Uh, most of them are brown, but there's one white horse. And I guess that's Thor's horse. And the horse, as we find out, his name is Trollbold. And uh, Thor hops on and he says, Come, Trollbold, we ride for Nornheim this day. And he goes riding out of the stable, almost knocking over two women who are carrying shopping bags. Of, <laughs> that's what it looks like. They're carrying some kind of bundles. And he just about knocks them over as he rides out. We then cut to a scene, uh, as it says, days later where we have Thor and his horse, and they're in the middle of a dark swamp. And he's trying to guide the horse across this, this swamp in the water. Horse doesn't want to have anything of this. And the horse rears back, and he's like, Nay! And Thor's talking to the horse. I might have to agree with you, my friend. Perhaps coming here was not the best of ideas. But as they say, he who seeks fate will by fate be found. And he hears a voice, and uh, it's, I'm not going to try to do these as separate voices, but there's these three Norns, and they're all speaking in turn. And like I said, I'm not going to try to do an individual voice for each each fate, because as you'll see, that's a very uh, difficult proposition here. We know not who they be, but they do indeed speak for the truth, or Odin's son. And we see three female figures. One is a very, uh, like a young-looking, uh, voluptuous uh, figure with a very pronounced cleavage. The other is a kind of stooped-over, elderly sort of, of female. And they all have their faces covered by hoods. And then the other one, I, I can't really tell, but I guess, I don't know, is she supposed to be a child? I, I'm not really sure. And and she's kind of leaning over a cauldron, and they're stirring these glowing cauldrons, all three of them. And Thor says, So there is no need for introductions. Sisters of Norn, I wish. There is nothing unknown to fate. How? You can win the enchanted hammer of the Allfather, but first you must face death and they wave their hands and thor says i must face death that is how i must prove my worth to bear mjolnir but i have felt kella's cold touch once before was that not enough and there is a big flash big magical explosion of fire in the middle of the swamp and we get a little bit of uh, burning on top of the the swamp and the norns are gone and Thor returns to his horse, and uh, after days of riding, that must be real disappointing. <laughs> and he comes to his horse, and he says, What was the meaning of their words? 
must I die again in order to become worthy? And, and I don't know if he's expecting the horse to answer him or not, but that's what it looks like. Surely this cannot mean I'm doomed, but the fates never lie. So be it. Even if death stands between me and my destiny, I will not back down. I must have the hammer. Mjolnir will be mine. And he hops on the horse and he goes riding back. And we get a full page here of Thor riding across fields and mountains. And uh, he sees smoke coming from over the horizon, apparently from Asgard. And he's riding uh, towards like a hilltop so you can see out over the city. And we get a reaction shot here when he gets to the top. And he says, by Odin's beard. And there are three big stone giants and they are attacking Asgard, smashing up buildings. Uh, there's three of them and they're doing a lot of damage. They're, they're real big giants, uh, bigger than, than the giants we usually see in Thor comics. And they're smashing up the ugly buildings in Asgard. And we get a full page spread of that and we get a butt shot of one of the giants. And we see, again, we have no dialogue on the page. Thor is riding towards Asgard. Uh, there's people running away, and some people are trying to fight the giants, blah, blah, blah. And Thor rides in, and he's got his sword drawn. And he comes up to the, uh, up the stairs to, like, the, the courtyard. And there's a bunch of wounded people up here, and they're just kind of laying around wounded, you know, as wounded people do. And the... Uh, People are just absorbed in their own injuries and so forth. Thor comes leaping forward with his sword and here's a voice, Thor, and it's Balder. And Thor says, Balder, are you all right? What happened here? And Balder seems to be exhausted at least, if not injured, but it's not really clear how injured he is. And apparently the giants have disappeared and Thor says, the storm giants vanished just as quickly as they appeared. Do not worry about me, says Balder. Save your concern for the one they took prisoners when they left. Who? Sif. No, says Thor. Their legs may be long, but we can still follow them, says Balder. And Balder is clearly injured, so Thor is not really keen on taking Balder with him. Your bravery knows no bounds, my friend, but you are not going anywhere in this condition. I'll travel to Jotunheim to show them the vengeful wrath of a son of Asgard. And a voice comes from behind a pillar. You shall do no such thing. And of course, it turns out to be Odin himself. And he is flanked on either side by sort of Viking warrior bodyguard type people. Father, says Thor. Lord Odin, forgive me, says Balder. Save your words, Balder. You fought bravely and have nothing for which to apologize. Your battle has ended. It is now time to heal. And a couple of uh, young nubile w women come to take Balder away, and they do. Fear not, Balder, for I shall rescue Sif or die trying, says Thor. This I swear to you, my friend. The Lady Sif shall indeed be rescued, my son, but not by your hand. You will remain here and guard the palace as we raise the troops to go after her. I'm a warrior of Asgard, whines Thor, and have earned the right to join in any rescue you mount. Yes, Thor, you have fought valiantly time and again in battle, but your feelings for Sif may cloud your judgment and make you more of a hindrance than a help. Just as your feelings seek to keep me out of harm's way. And it's clear that, that what Thor said has affected Odin and kind of 
gives Thor a look. And um, th there's a really weird uh, perspective thing going on here that we'll talk about at the end, but we'll, we'll talk about that at the end. My love for you knows no bounds, Thor, and it is true that I often seek to keep you from danger. However, I am speaking to you now not as a father who loves his son, but as a king who is commanding his subject. Our defenses have been weakened. We are vulnerable to further attack. I need you to stay here at the palace and protect your home. But father, my place is by your side in battle. How will I ever prove that... War is not a test. Blood is shed and lives are lost. But even in victory, nothing is ever proven through conflict. But only in the honor and glory of battle can one's worth truly be judged, says Thor. <laughs> I wonder where he heard that. Don't be a fool, son. A man's worth is not judged solely by his actions. You'll find that it's what's in one's heart that truly makes one worthy. What then is the worth of a broken heart, says Thor. And Thor goes sulkily away, as teenage boys do. And he goes off to, I guess, his own house or something. But he's sitting on what looks like a giant throne. I don't know if this is Odin's throne or a throne in his own house or what. I'm not really sure. So, so Thor is there and he's thinking and we see the sort of images of what's been happening in the past issues uh, as memories and we see him being killed by the arrow and we see him uh, coming upon Sif swimming and we see the fight with the dragon Hakarel, and we see uh, the spiders and, and Sif fighting against the spiders and we see the uh, Thor and Sif uh, scene where they're lying on the beach and then we see the, the kiss between them. and yeah. So we're getting a little recap here. And Thor slams his fist down on the, uh, on the arm of the chair with a slam. This is the actual sound effect. And he gets up and he says, I say thee nay, father. And he gets this really determined look on his face. And he goes into the, uh, the weapons chamber. And we see him going down the same hallway with the curtains blowing in, sunlight pouring in. And he creaks open the doors and we see this table that Mjolnir is sitting on and there's a stereo. It looks like a, no, it looks like a, a washing machine in the background. Um, that's what it looks like. I'm sorry. Like a bookshelf. And yeah, but we, we see like the, the table where Mjolnir is sitting and there's a shaft of light kind of beaming down on Mjolnir. Oh! And Thor approaches it and very gingerly he reaches out and he grabs the hammer and he is able to lift it easily so there we go and thor lifts the hammer and uh, yeah it's very dramatic moment here uh, with no dialogue and he holds it up and he says let the storm giants beware and it's a beautiful uh, single-page shot here of Thor. He's holding up the hammer and there's sunlight beaming in the window. Nice coloring job on these pages. And we have a next issue blurb. Next issue, Worthy, part two. And that is Thor, Son of Asgard, number 10. Now, we will be talking about what I think about this issue, but we're going to do so right after this message. Do you have unexplained mood swings? Do you have difficulty communicating with others? Do you exert a fishy odor? 
Do you experience undue aversion to flames or revulsion of bonfires? Have you suffered from long periods of amnesia or unexplained blackouts? Do you like to toot your own horn, speak of yourself in Shakespearean tones, or sound like Dean Warmer in Animal House? Are you a sociopath? Have you senselessly slaughtered innocent undersea creatures? Is your family tired of every vacation having to be to the beach or on a cruise ship? Do you have a secret collection of green fish scale speedos? Then you may identify with the subject of our new podcast, Imperious Rex, Confessions of a Serial Surface Invader. Longer than a whale, he can swim anywhere. He can breathe underwater and go flying through the air. Atlantis is the Prince of the Deep. Join us each week as we review the next installment from Prince Namor, The True Submariner's Adventures in Tales to Astonish, starting with the quest in issue 70 and moving forward through the Silver Age of Marvel Comics. Check out our blog at serialsurfaceinvaders.tumblr.com for a new show every two weeks or so and a steady stream of ridiculous aquatic content. And please, if any five or more of the above conditions apply to you, Seek professional help. And we're back. And of course, we do have a few things to say about this issue, as we always do. Story-wise, okay, we've gotten away from the soap opera. Yay. Um, I've been waiting for that. And so I'm glad to see that happening here. Uh, So we're not dealing with this teenage drama so much right now. We actually have some sort of motivation for Thor to become worthy. And this is exactly the kind of tale I was hoping to see for for this last half of, of the second series. So uh, there's a few things that, that stand out as notable in the art. Um, once again, we have a weird mix of painted and unpainted art. I'm not really sure. I'm guessing that, that the issue is covered by... I'm guessing that the issue is colored by committee. I mean, it says Guru EFX is the colorist, and I'm guessing that that's a company rather than a person. So it's weird how... The, the coloring just differs from page to page. Sometimes it's a more sketchy type of coloring. It looks like almost like a, a pastel or colored pencil. And then sometimes it's like full digital coloring and it looks almost painted. So there's some weird stuff that, that we get as the result of that. Like, for example, page one looks more like it's a, a pastel page. Page two is very obviously digitally painted. Page three looks like another colored pencil page. You know, so there's a lot of that going on. And I'm not sure that it serves the art that well. I actually like some consistency in the art. And I know I've talked about it before, but this is really one of the first times that I've seen that I really think that they're doing it kind of deliberately. Not sure why the editor allows them to do that. But anyway, um, some great art in this issue. And you can really see how Tocini's artwork has improved. You've got some really great variety here in in the Thor's stances certainly not so much in the other characters but we're really focusing a lot on Thor in this issue and we've got a lot of uh, dramatic poses that type stuff that we haven't uh, ever seen before very clear Neil Adams influence in this issue so I'm seeing a lot of the uh, a lot of these um, poses are very very Neil Adams ish there's a particularly cool thing on uh, the two-page spread, page five and six, 
where we have Thor. That's the page where we see Thor lifting the, the hammer a few inches off the table. And the table itself is really cool. It's a, it's like a, like a big stone slab type table, but there's these carved hands coming up all around the edges of it. And like they're grabbing onto the table, kind of holding it down, but they're not spaced evenly the way you'd expect. They're just sort of, sort of randomly around the edges. And we see some carved heads as well. One of which looks very much like Batman. I don't know if that was deliberate or not, but I think it's, <laughs> it, it very much looks like uh, Batman uh, wearing his cowl and everything. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, so then we have in the background, you know, suits of armor and weapons and all that kind of thing. It's all stuff we've seen before. But I think that that particular panel, that page, stands out as being really interesting. Interestingly enough, there's not a lot of consistency in the table. So maybe the hands are all moving all around because on the very next page, there aren't nearly as many hands and the table looks smaller. Again, this is one of those inconsistencies. I'm, I'm kind of willing to overlook it because magic. But the, the table is huge in the one panel and smaller in other panels. And there's, like I said, there's not a lot of consistency in how the hands are reaching up around the edge. So it makes me think that the hands are actually moving. I mean, if this were a Jack Kirby comic, that I'd have to you know complain about. You know, no consistency too. Yeah, the artwork generally is pretty good. We get some great stuff going on here. Uh, I think that uh, Tachini draws a, a pretty good horse. It's hard to draw horses. And I know that I think I complained about the shrubbery horses that we had in the prior episode, but the real horses that they have here look okay. He definitely draws better horses than Kirby. I don't think anyone drew worse horses than Kirby. But maybe Ditko, but but yeah. Uh, the thing with the Norns is pretty interesting, though we do have some gratuitous cleavage, and that bothers me a little bit. I'm not a big fan of, of gratuitous ass and tit shots, but hey, may, that's just that's just me. Maybe I'm a little bit of a prude, but uh, we do have some really nice pages here of Thor galloping through Asgard. We get a great shot of the you know, mountains and trees and. Yeah, there's a lot going on here. The giants attacking Asgard look really strange, but I'm just going to chalk that up to their stone giants, and they look strange. Again, we get some ugly buildings, but uh, that's made up for, I think, by the scene with, with Odin and his warriors. They all kind of cool. Now, one of the things that has been abundantly clear throughout this entire series is that that Thor, Balder, Sif, they're young, but they're you know, almost their adult size. You know, they're, not, they're not little children. But here we have a scene where that is kind of spoiled. I mean, we've seen before, you know, the teacher was bigger than, than the teens in, in the scenes where we had the teacher teaching them to fight, but not that much bigger. But here we have Odin and his soldiers hugely bigger than Thor. And... I think that's inconsistent. Here they make Thor look like he's, you know, like nine years old when compared to Odin. Now, Odin's a big guy, and he is bigger than Thor, but I don't think he's that much bigger than Thor. Either that or I don't think that Thor was that small. I mean, they're pretty consistently uh, portraying these characters as being like 16, 17 years old, but here we have Odin on his one knee, 
and he's as tall as Thor. And that it's inconsistent and it bothers me a little bit. But I'm like I said, I'm willing to overlook it because the rest of the art is so good. I think that the build here in the story is quite good. And I like the, the working up to Thor has made up his mind to defy Odin. And when he goes in there, he's worthy and able to lift the hammer. That is going to probably end up being a payoff in the next in the next episode, though I don't know that for sure. Maybe they won't explain it. Maybe you know I, I'm, but I'm hoping that they do explain exactly what it was, what decision was made that allowed Thor to lift Mjolnir without this problem. A couple minor complaints: the uh, the strap on Mjolnir, the thong, is really really long. Uh, and it isn't usually portrayed as being that long in the comics, but again, that's it's a quibble. We have a really nice splash here of, of the last page of the story, Let the Giants Beware, and some really nice coloring going on. It's more of the sort of colored pencil type coloring and not so much the digital stuff, but I think it looks really good. Nice facial expressions here on Thor on page 20 where he decides he makes up his mind and he decides to go and grab the hammer so so there is a lot to like about the artwork i know i i talk about some of this stuff and complain about it but overall i really do enjoy the art in this and i think that chochini's work has improved as the story has gone on all right so with that it is time to wrap up the show Thanks again, folks, very much for listening. I really do appreciate it. And of course, if you want to email the show, you should feel free to do so. The email address is radiofreeasgard at gmail.com. You can also find us over on Facebook. Just join our Facebook group and uh, we can join the conversation over there, what conversation there is. And of course, anyone is welcome to, uh, to chime in at any time. All right, and with that, I am back over the Rainbow Bridge, back to Midgard, where it is allergy season, as you can probably tell. And we'll see you next time here on Radio Free Asgard. You have been listening to Radio Free Asgard, a production of Tom Harris USA Productions, which is totally responsible for its content. The Mighty Thor and all associated characters are mostly copyright Marvel Comics. The stories presented are done so for educational, review, and entertainment purposes only. No ownership is implied. The silly voices, however, well, they're all me. Musical selections from Eden, the Invincible Sword of the Elfsmith, are copyright Mott's Vent and are used with permission. If you like what you've heard on the show, we hope you'll leave us a review on iTunes, tell your friends, or even join our Facebook group. We really love hearing from our listeners, and we appreciate all of your support. Thanks once again very much for listening to Radio Free Asgard.